0: Welcome to UVA Data Points Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about perspectives on the meeting of Wikipedia and artificial intelligence. I'm Lane Raspberry, Wikimedian in Residence at the School of Data Science here at the University of Virginia. I'm with Dorothy Howard, author, Wikipedia editor, and open technology organizer, historian, and social scientist researching technology she is also a Ph.D. candidate at the University of California, San Diego in the Department of Communication. Dorothy, how are you today?
1: I'm great, thank you.
0: What do we have to say about AI and Wikipedia?
1: Um, well, today we're going to be talking about uh, Wikipedia and AI from our own perspectives as Wikipedia editors and organizers.
0: What's your experience with Wikipedia?
1: Um, great question. So. I've been editing Wikipedia since 2012 and I started editing in a class that I took in art history at Reed College and I wrote my first article about Shigeko Kubota, a um, a video artist and since then I've been fascinated by Wikipedia and pretty soon after graduating college I moved to New York and started working as a Wikipedian in residence at the Metropolitan New York Library Council. And at that time, my job was to promote the values of the Wikimedia movement and uh, the open data movement to librarians and archivists. So I worked a lot with librarians and archivists uh, in instructional technology workshops where I taught people how to edit Wikipedia and contribute to Wikipedia. And since then, I've done a variety of things within the Wikimedia movement as an organizer and as an editor, including um, working on the art and feminism editathons and advocating for uh, the uh, improved Uh, i advocating for uh, content improvement in uh, areas involving gender and diversity. And um, I continue to write Wikipedia articles all the time. I work with people who want um, to improve the encyclopedia.
0: That's a lot of Wikipedia editing over the years in a lot of ways. This is what I know you for. A lot of Wikipedians know you for these things. You mentioned something called the open Open Data movement. Can you say something about that? And in addition to saying something about your relationship to Wikipedia, can you also say something about what is your relationship with ai
1: the open open data is a way of thinking about licensing and um, in addition to other things. so a lot of times uh when people do data science or do uh, projects involving data, they don't make their data available to others, but um, I think, and many people think, that it's important to publish data sets in uh, open ways uh, that, so that other people can use that data, so that they can um, replicate research studies that are involving data, So reproducibility is a big thing in science, Um, and there's a lot of reasons why uh, museums and archives and libraries and a lot of kinds of institutions can benefit from publishing their data in open formats so other people can use them, and so projects can use them. So Wikipedia ends up using a lot of data from... Uh, open sources or or data that's published in open formats and integrating that data into its platform to improve the encyclopedia as well.
2: I
0: understand and care about all these issues as well. You and I have a lot in common. We're both researchers. We're both Wikipedia editors. We engage a lot with AI. We care about these open data issues. And we're coming at this from a perspective of promoting research and and community values in in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we're going to discuss today, we're going to name some different applications of AI in Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. We're going to describe these briefly, uh, give give our own commentary on them, uh, go on to the next one, and try to have a common thread and theme about how people should how people should or could think about the way this AI affects Wikipedia and how Wikipedia affects your lives and what this could mean for the internet and the media ecosystem more broadly, why why people should care about this, why it's important for now. So where should we begin, Dorothy?
1: As far as introductions, I also just wanted to say that um, this isn't just a technical conversation among Wikipedia editors. A lot of people read Wikipedia. You know, it's in the top 10 most used internet websites in the world, and um, people who read Wikipedia may be interested in understanding how AI has become part of Wikipedia and how it, how Wikipedia editors are thinking about AI, um, and how AI companies are thinking about Wikipedia if they're interested in Wikipedia content in general, if they care about the quality of an encyclopedia. Um, this also pertains to anyone interested in data ethics, and Hmm. uh, ethics in general, um, and the the truth of the encyclopedia as part of its value. So the quality of the encyclopedia is of general interest to any readers. And um, in addition, Wikipedia readers may wonder about how Wikipedia works. So a lot of times people use Wikipedia, but they don't really understand what's going on behind the hood. So Hopefully this conversation will also help people think about how Wikipedia works behind the scenes and honestly how messy it can be. Because
2: mm, mm. When,
1: we're, when we're dealing with something like AI, the community is debating how our policies should shift, who gets to decide uh, what we're going to do, how these decisions should be made across different languages. And I, I say messy because it is, uh, you know, it is a, always a work in progress with Wikipedia, and that's part of what makes it so beautiful and so interesting. Um, so I think that any readers that use Wikipedia might be interested in learning about um, how decisions are made on the I, encyclopedia. Yeah.
0: I, I completely agree with, with everything you're saying. I'm glad that Wikipedia is at least transparent I think that the mm-hmm. things that we're going to talk about today, they apply to any kind of media organization or any publisher. We're seeing AI everywhere, and at least with Wikipedia, it's it's got transparency to talk about these things.
1: Totally. Great. So uh, first up, we wanted to discuss uh, the idea of uh, using things like ChatGPT, things that use large language models for drafting Wikipedia content. So I'm going to give you an example here. Um, the other day I was working on a Wikipedia article about a ba- a French band from the 70s, mm-hmm. and I uh, it doesn't have a Wikipedia article right now. All and right. I was interested in uh, opening up ChatGPT and seeing what happens when I say write a Wikipedia article about this band, and. ChatGPT spit out a response that I felt was a very poor um, template for a Wikipedia article. It was not in tune with the neutral point of view policy, which is central to how Wikipedia editors work. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: the language contained a lot of superlatives, a lot of decorative language about it being the best or influential in these ways without citations and um, I know a lot of people have been concerned about ChatGPT making up citations anyway it was obvious to me just from that little test that okay ChatGPT isn't that useful for creating Wikipedia articles at least for me but nonetheless uh, there have been recent examples of Wikipedia editors using Wikipedia or sorry, using Chat GPT and other similar products to create Wikipedia articles, right? Uh, what do you know about this?
0: I know that in January of 2023, there's a beat reporter, a journalist that often writes on about Wikipedia for Slate magazine, uh, Stephen Harrison. He wrote this article: Could Chat GPT used to be used to write Wikipedia articles? And it lists an example. Where a Wikipedia editor, Richard Nipel, user pharos on Wikipedia, generated, used ChatGPT to generate an article titled uh, "Art Title." This is a, a museum technical term. What is what is the title of an artwork? And ChatGPT made comprehensible content. It was good enough. Uh, this this Wikipedia editor posted it to Wikipedia. The Wikipedia community accepted it. It passed the review review process. And now we can say in, in this year, Wikipedia contains content that's published by an AI. So it's already begun. AI-generated content is, is now in Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's the, the facts of it. It's happened. Dorothy, can you imagine any social or ethical issues that anyone should consider about AI content going into Wikipedia?
1: Well, um It's true that there is now AI-written content that has made its way to Wikipedia articles. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that the community has a consensus about whether this is acceptable or not. And so uh, a big issue that we have in the Wikipedia community is how to come to consensus. And I do want to say that, um, you know, Coming to a consensus in the Wikipedia community about whether it's acceptable to use AI to create Wikipedia articles is difficult. And it's something that is still very, our, our reasoning and our debate on this is still very preliminary. And there has been no consensus made on this yet. You, Although can, can you, people are developing uh, more sophisticated policies around this uh, recently.
0: Can you, can you tell me something more? Why should anyone care about Wikipedia editor consensus at all? What, why, do, why does Wikipedia look to its, its, its editors or take comment from readers about what should and should be, shouldn't be in Wikipedia? And how does that compare to, say, read, readers of a newspaper? How do readers of a newspaper come to know whether a newspaper is incorporated, incorporating information from AI?
1: Well, if you read Wikipedia, which most people do, you're probably familiar with seeing flags at the top of articles, and flags can indicate that the article is uh, questionable in some way, that it hasn't necessarily passed all of the community review processes, and any Wikipedia editor can tag an article, can flag it um, for different kinds of review, Um, and I think that those flags are just one indicator of uh, how the Wikimedia community uh, disagrees at various points and how we also alert um, each other about uh, places where things can improve mm-hmm. and where we need more eyes and we need more attention on certain issues because we're not sure. But I think a lot of the way the Wikipedia works in this fashion of um, uh, where we're all part of this community that um, we're looking out for each other and we're looking out for information so it's very natural for there to be flags and there for to be different points of debate and it's it's part of what makes wikipedia very healthy as a system i don't know if that answers your question
0: do you have anything to say about how anyone would know if there was AI content in other things that they're reading, so in Wikipedia, people can flag these things. Uh, what, how do we know that there's not AI content creeping around everywhere on the Internet? Would we get alerts about that?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, if you're, some people have been recently discussing watermarking uh, texts, that is written by large language models like Chat GPT. And this came up in some recent congressional hearings where I believe that uh, the federal government uh, is trying to figure out uh, what to do and how to regulate uh, things like chat GPT and OpenAI and some other companies uh, said they've made a promise of some kind or they've made a statement that they would start watermarking uh, their uh, content at, uh, what do they call it, basically the point of production. So, uh, So watermarks are something that is used, like, say, on a dollar bill or on, you know, on things so you can kind of trace the thing as it moves along. And a watermark could be a good idea because then people could um, trace what kinds of text was written by AI and what wasn't. So educators care about this because they're worried about plagiarism and their students plagiarizing things. But um, (coughs) watermarks is still something that's very much debated at like a technical... Not debated even, just like it's still confusing and it's still... um, it's still being explored from a technical standpoint but one thing one broader area that this watermarking thing speaks to is um, semantic web and how do we trace things as they move through the internet so that we can attribute them properly to authors or to um, certain points of production
0: well dorothy that introduces our next topic could it, could it happen that an AI uses Wikipedia for content? What do you know about that?
1: Um, right. So I wanted to bring up a paper that's called Excavating the Load of Human-Generated Text, a Systematic Review of Research that Uses the Wikipedia Corpus. By Mehdi et al., there's a long list of authors, it's written in 2017, and um we'll link to this paper it describes how wikipedia is used as a data source and so what we know is that um, a lot of people that do data science need training data and they need a lot of it wikipedia has a lot of data and one thing that makes it so appealing is that it's all published with open licenses So, there are a lot of researchers and people that work in machine learning at companies and activists too, a lot of people who um, take data from Wikipedia and then use it for their purposes. And um, Wikipedia is very useful in this way, but one thing I've been thinking about is what that means for labor. And I'm saying labor because uh, the way that Wikipedia works is it's written mostly by volunteers. And Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: volunteers, unpaid volunteers, create Wikipedia articles. And as a Wikipedia editor, when you write an article or when you edit content, you know that this information, this, this work that I'm doing, it's going into the public domain. It's not going to have a copyrighted, copyrighted license on it. I'm donating this writing, I'm donating this work to the public domain, so anyone in the world can use it. But as a Wikipedia editor, I wasn't personally thinking about large language models like ChatGPT too much before. Now, Wikipedia's be been around
0: for 20 years, yeah, these, I mean, these things didn't exist.
1: I will say one thing that I've thought about for many years is um, Alexa and Siri. So, w- if you ask Alexa a question like, "Hey Alexa, uh, who was the 87th president?" or no, there was 87. I know we're not at that. Whoops. Okay. For, so who was for the a 13th different, for, for a different country? Yeah, sure. who was the 13th president? Um, it'll tell you, and it's probably getting that right from Wikipedia. If you ask uh, Alexa or Siri certain kinds of questions, it'll just read you verbatim a Wikipedia article. So there are a lot mm. of products, corporate products, that cost real money that get value from the unpaid labor of Wikipedians. And this is something I've been interested in a lot and that I've felt kind of bad about because... I don't think that the Wikipedia community gets enough credit for how much economic value it's provided for companies like this.
0: What What do you know? So just in general, how do companies credit Wikipedia when they reuse the content?
1: Um, I mean, often they don't do it, right? <laughs> that, that, so the, so far as I run, know, yeah. Yeah, and they actually rely upon not doing it because it makes them look better Hmm. um and uh, um
0: And, and so that's that watermark idea that you were exploring could there be some way to to trace the information as it appears in different places um or is this a different concept
1: it's a little bit different i mean i think there there's something there but uh I think Wikipedia editors understand that when they contribute to articles, you're doing so sort of as an anonymous writer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not. I'm not trying to up my personal brand or get credit as an author when I'm writing a Wikipedia article. You know, I understand that this is going to look like it was written by a computer almost, and you write it in that way, so you kind of remove all of the. Personality from it in a way, Um, but uh, I think a big problem is that these companies take a lot from Wikipedia, but they don't necessarily give back. And um, I don't know if you want to speak on that because I know you also think about these things a lot.
0: I think we can go on and and talk about a practical example of this. You you Mm -hmm. mentioned the the concept of semantic web. I'd like to ask you more about that, Mm -hmm. and I'd like to ask you about a particular. Google product, the the knowledge panel, what this is and, and how it relates to Wikipedia. What can you tell me about this thing?
1: Right. So if you type in a uh, if you go to Google.com and you type in something like let's say you type in marsupials. Hmm. And good good thing to <laughs> seek
0: on the internet. Yes.
1: If you type in marsupials and I'm doing so right now, on the right of your of your Google search results you'll see something that's kind of like a box that has a short description and then it links to Wikipedia. And then it'll have a ser- another series of uh, classifications or kind of data points that are also coming from Wikipedia. So in the case of marsupials, it says scientific name, marsupiala, cloud, marsupial lifeforms, infraclass. So Kingdom, Animalia, it's going through different scientific classifications, and then it links to Wikipedia. And then if you go to Wikipedia, you'll also see a box on the right, the same kind of information. And uh, Google calls these things knowledge panels. Wikipedia calls these things info boxes. Um, So over the years, Google has uh, continue to rely upon Wikipedia for helping its um, helping it structure its search results and helping it provide basic information on Google platforms. And the Wikimedia Foundation, the nonprofit organization that receives donations for Wikipedia. Um, has partnered with Google at various points to help Google do this. Sometimes controversially, we'll talk about this later. Uh, But one thing to note is that on Wikipedia, these info boxes contain what we call structured data. and So this Wikipedia articles uh, are actually structured so they can better be ingested uh, by things like, Um, this google knowledge panel project or other projects that want to quickly extract information from wikipedia articles and use them in different ways
0: can you say what the semantic web is you use this term
1: yeah you know it's it's not an easy term to define it has a long history in kind of the philosophy of the web and i believe that Tim Berners-Lee, the uh, creator of the WWW, the World Wide Web concept at uh, CERN, the Hedron Collider, what we now know of as... Um, so even someone like Tim Berners-Lee was talking about the semantic web in the 80s, I think. Um, anyway, uh, the, the Internet is a you know structured through uh, web pages, Uh, okay it's hard to describe but uh, we often use the web, Um, HTML web pages are a primary way that we move through the internet and that works okay but there are a lot of other ideas of how we can structure the web to better, to make it easier to again trace things as they move through um, different websites. So I know that you, Lane, have been working on this in terms of uh, scientific publishing Hmm. and thinking about how we can, how can we trace like an article, like a scholarly article or a funding source or an individual author and their contributions through the web. So... That we can make attribution easier, so that we can make tracing funding sources easier, so that we can um follow
0: the flow of anything. Yeah, yes. Yeah, like follow
1: different flows. Yeah. Hmm. What do you want to say on this topic?
0: That's what it is. We I all these topics they, they're they're similar to me. So we we make Wikipedia puts this content in, uh, AI pulls the content out. And when AI pulls this content out, it drops it in, into countless other applications: ChatGPT, this Google knowledge panels, and so so many other endless applications. Siri, Alexa, that you already mentioned these these personal assistants. Mm-hmm. There's so many applications for good quality content, and Wikipedia is unusual for as you as you said being open. There's a license right there that people benevolently benevolently <laughs> benevolently donate their time and labor volunteers do this to put their content out there intending to support other people and along with supporting other people it happens that corporations also take wikipedia and they make products that they don't let people use unless they pay money which Mm -hmm. wasn't the the intended use of the the volunteers labor
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and And good things and bad things come from that
1: Yeah, and I think that leads us into our next topic, which is uh, Wikimedia Enterprise and uh, sort of different commercial products that are being developed um, by the Wikimedia Foundation. Can you talk more about that, Lane?
0: Sure. So Wikipedia, it's a a nonprofit website, nonprofit project. It was established in, in 2001 and famously wikipedia is a place that people can go on the internet that that doesn't have ads that's governed by the community has community ethics and values and benevolent in every way that the the community of editors the user base can can think to make it and in 2022 The Wikimedia Foundation, which is the the legal entity, it's a bit separate from the community base of users. It's got some staff, it's got employees, it it collects the donations, it spends the donations. It's a good organization, but it it does come into conflict with the ethics and values of the community from time to time. They set up something called Wikimedia Enterprise. And what this is, is a, a limited liability corporation, an LLC, a commercial entity, so Wikipedia, the nonprofit owns a commercial company. Nonprofit organizations can own companies and it owns this company. And this company exists for the purpose of doing commercial business. It sells services and the service that it sells is privileged access to Wikipedia data. And it's got two clients right now. It's It's been, been in operation for about a year. It's got two clients. One of the clients is Google who pays uh, a good amount of money to get privileged access to, to Wikipedia services, and that's the controversial client. The less controversial client is an organization that's nonprofit. it's friendly to Wikipedia anyway, it's something called Internet Archive, and although they're a client, they're not paying any money to get access, privilege, this privileged access to data. So the Wikipedia community, they're keen on sharing data with this other nonprofit, the Internet Archive, but many people paused at saying what are the ramifications of entering this business relationship in this partnership with Google. So that's what happened. Dorothy, do you have any comments on the concept of Wikimedia Enterprise or the concept of Wikipedia having a relationship with Google or, the, or other commercial entities?
1: Yeah, so... <clears throat> Yeah, a lot of people may not realize how close Wikipedia is to Google in a lot of ways, and how that their relationship has evolved. And Google has given money to the Wikimedia Foundation over the years at various points to develop projects. One of the projects that Google uh, supported financially was Wikidata, which is a uh, uh, Wikipedia's structured—what did you call it? Structured database. Hmm. Would you call it that? Yeah, structured data. It's a place where structured data lives. So things like info boxes that we see on the r- the right of Wikipedia articles are examples of structured data. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Wikidata has its own ontology. Ed- system for classifying information and the relationships between information to make it even more easy for um, people to extract data from wikimedia projects. Wikipedia is one wikimedia project. There are others. Like Wikimedia Commons, which hosts the images, um, or WikiQuote, uh, Wiktionary, uh, WikiTranslate. Um, there are a bunch of Wikimedia pro- projects that you've probably used, and Wikidata is a way of kind of centralizing different claims, different facts uh, that we have made in this, in these different encyclopedic formats. And um, anyway, uh, Google has been very interested in this for obvious reasons um, and has invested some money in helping support the Wik- Wikimedia Foundation to develop this kind of stuff. Um, I personally have been very skeptical of Google's interest in Wikipedia. Um, and I come from really a anti-corporate perspective. I have a lot of problems with Google. I have a lot of problems with Amazon. I have a lot of problems with Meta and other uh, big tech companies and I think that they need to be broken up and that they have too much power and I'm worried about surveillance, I'm worried about um, them taking a lot from open source projects and not giving very much back and I'm very concerned at the fact that uh, the Wikimedia Foundation seems to be developing products to help the interests of multinational tech companies. That's me, but I'm not alone. There are uh, plenty of other Wikipedians who are also very concerned about Google's interest in Wikipedia. And it's not just that Google's interested in Wikipedia. It's that now the Wikimedia Foundation is creating products that it can sell to Google and other companies, and what I want to know is, where's is that money going to go? If if Google starts paying Wikipedia for things like this Wikimedia Enterprise uh, project, is the are the are the community of unpaid editors going to see um, that money in some way? Are they going to be supported better? So those are some concerns that I have.
0: I share all those concerns. Some additional concerns that I have are that if somebody wants more information about Wikimedia Enterprise, you can visit the documentation for this. It is transparent. It's in something called MetaWiki. People can read more about that. And associated with every Wikipedia page, there's something called a talk page. And there's a talk page for anyone to post comments about Wikimedia Enterprise. Anyone can go read those. And the historical log of every every comment people raise is there. If anybody were to go there, my, this is my personal evaluation of that talk pages of Wikimedian. <clears throat> One is that it's strangely under-discussed, and for different reasons, I think there's different social pressures that prevent a lot of Wikipedians with concerns about these from voicing their concerns. Uh, so there should be more comments there, and I'm not seeing as many comments as is typical for the Wikipedia community. And part of the explanation that I would give why there's not so many comments is that where whenever a wiki community member does post a comment, they're asking a social issue, an ethical issue, raising a concern, voicing a complaint. Typically Wikipedia community members talk with other Wikipedia community members, but on the Wikimedia Enterprise talk page, every time someone posts a concern, they get to argue with paid staff from the Wikimedia Foundation, who, in my view, dismisses the concern or doesn't doesn't sympathize with the criticism. They, the the Wikimedia Foundation only says good things about Wikimedia Enterprise. They don't allow criticism to stand and Wikimedia community members uh, don't see a lot of reason to argue with paid staff mm-hmm. and uh, are discussing among themselves this issue in other channels. So we have a bit of stifled conversation in in my opinion. And what I would want to correct this is that anytime there's a social or ethical issue that rises in the Wikimedia community I feel like the volunteers should organize that conversation and paid staff should stay out of those conversations, especially if paid staff come into the conversation with a particular bias. Mm -hmm. And something else that I I think anyone could see at the Wikimedia Enterprise page is that paid staff, everything that they say is is positive and in favor of Wikimedia Enterprise. Paid staff never brings criticism. You don't see criticism from Wikimedia employees, for example, posted on that page. Them saying negative things. I, mm-hmm. I, I fear this relationship. And to give an example of, of some fears from this relationship. So one is, where's where's the money going? Is it going to, to community? And I'm not saying it should go to community directly. But I'm skeptical that the amount of money that Wikimedia Enterprise brings in outweighs the cost or even is in, is in excess of the cost of calming the mistrust that grows among the Wikimedia community and the, the reputational hit to the Wikimedia platform from associating with Google. And part of the association with Google, when we when we got Wikimedia Enterprise, something else we, we got was employees of Google now come to Wikipedia conferences and they try to make friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't think these people actually want to make friends in the same way that Wikipedians talk volunteer to volunteer Uh, when Google employees come and associate with Wikipedians, Mm -hmm. I feel like they have an agenda. They want something. They're not there to make friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wikipedians are there to build an encyclopedia and socialize with each other about building that encyclopedia. And and Google staff, I, I think that they are trying to extract value from us. I'm very skeptical about their 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 friendliness.
1: Yeah, it's hard because I know people that work at Google and they're nice people. Um, you know, it's not that I just hate Google. Like, I have to use it. Sure, me Um, too. And it's just that I'm coming from a free and open source software perspective that is really rooted in what some have called hacker culture. Kind of a counterculture of the way we see technology and the you know the if you look at the history of the internet, it was people coming together who saw technology's potential way of moving us to a less capitalist society or a less capitalist kind of way of structuring social and economic relationships and that's not the way the internet has moved mm-hmm. um, but there are people that are really holding out and trying to build alternatives to um, major corporate products. And I'm committed to that personally, because I'm tired of paying money for all these services online that I can't afford, but seem to have to now pay for if I want to use them. And I think that I'm very skeptical of like the sort of techno optimism that's really sewn into how a lot of Google employees think, and I'm very excited by projects like Wikipedia and projects in the open source community that take on open source licenses and take them seriously, that are coming from a more anti-capitalist point of view. And uh, anyway. I think that this kind is kind of a segue into another example of a major corporation that has recently been trying to work with Wikipedia. And that's Meta, the formerly known as Facebook and but now encompassing a lot more than just Facebook. Lane, could you tell us more about how Meta has become interested in Wikipedia?
0: Meta's interested in Wikipedia for the same reason that any any company slurping up data is is interested in Wikipedia. It's a rich data set, it's open, there's so much content, it's structured data, all the same reasons we've we've discussed. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we need to, to go into this because there's a pattern of pattern of behavior here. Mm-hmm. Some differences between the relationship with Meta and Wikipedia as compared to Google and Wikipedia's the, the MetaPilot is, is much smaller than what Google's doing. It's not an ongoing relationship. It's not a formal partnership. And in fact, it wasn't, wasn't a partnership at all. But Meta released this product. It's called mm-hmm. Sphere. And what it was, was a fact-checking service in Wikipedia, m- which would be much much welcome and much requested by the Wikipedia community. And it's also a service that proposed to add citations to Wikipedia claims, where citations didn't exist or where Wikipedia community members had requested fact-checking. As far as Meta Meta doing this or anyone doing this, I'm in favor of people trying to make tools to improve the quality of Wikipedia. But, Dorothy, what can you say about the relationship between, (laughs) how how does Wikipedia feel about Facebook or, or Meta?
1: Um, well, I'm not going to try to speak on behalf of the Wikimedia community because the reality is, like, we all have—you know—we're all. If, if the editors have their own opinions, mm. and even though I'm an organizer and I speak to a lot of Wikipedians, I can't speak on behalf of them. Um, mm-hmm. But I've also a communication scholar, and I've been thinking about uh, Meta's interest in Wikipedia from a kind of PR perspective.
2: Yeah.
1: And um there's a TechCrunch article that was called Meta Launches Fear an AI knowledge tool based on open web content, usually used initially to verify citations on Wikipedia that we'll link to. Mm-hmm. Um in it, Meta said, eventually our goal is to build a platform to help Wikipedia editors systematically spot citation issues and quickly fix the citation or correct the content of the corresponding article at scale. Sounds kind of nice, but the thing is, Wikipedia editors do have really highly organized uh, procedures currently that are working at scale to spot citation issues and fix them. Now, they're not perfect, and we definitely need you know, to improve them, and we are working to improve them. But to me, what this seems like is Meta trying to make itself look good um, in the midst of having a really bad reputation for fake news. And so right after all of the scandals around um, elections and, um, and Facebook being used by uh, Russian Hackers and media organizations to try to interfere with the U.S. elections and things like this. Facebook went on a big uh, PR tour related to journalism, and it tried to partner with a lot of journalist organizations and and talk a lot about um, talk a lot about how to improve the verifiability of content on like its own platforms, like Facebook. Um, and then it also, I think this. Project with Wikipedia is similarly about trying to repair its reputation around fake news and try to show people that it's somewhat committed to um, helping improve trustworthy sources on the internet. Now the thing is, there's no financial agreement that's been made with the Wikimedia Foundation. I don't really trust Meta to develop Uh, open source tools in general, although it has, you know, open sourced this tool and it's um, open sourced other tools. I don't think it's properly invested in understanding the needs of the actual Wikipedia editor community.
2: So I I think it's kind of,
1: yeah, I'm just going to say that I think it's it's created this product that it thinks we need, but it hasn't properly investigated our needs before doing so what's your thoughts?
0: You said it hasn't properly invested. I know what their investment is. It it was zero. So this is a, a one. This is a technology company that's dropping a product unsolicited into the Wikimedia community. And as you said, they didn't negotiate with the Wikimedia Foundation. But also, it's not the Wikimedia Foundation that speaks for the Wikipedia community. The Wikipedia community speaks for itself. The Wikimedia Foundation doesn't speak on behalf of of the community mm-hmm. of volunteers and users and, and editors. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to, to have a relationship with Wikipedia, we're a te- technological platform, but we're also a social community. We're humans that talk to other humans, we have ethics. And if Meta or anyone else wants a relationship with Wikipedia, then you send in people on the terms of the Wikimedia community and you have talks with those people, and they'll tell you we allow this and we won't allow this, mm-hmm. and here's our ethical concerns. And Meta did did not do any of this. They mm-hmm. they did not attempt to to have community conversation with the stakeholders. It was just something that they did on their own, mm-hmm. and they dropped it down, and then they went to the media to to to, <laughs> to yeah. get this attention for themselves. Yeah. And and that's how the Wikipedia community learned about it. They it, it wasn't Wikipedia before and and they they dropped it dropped it here and there but they they did not organize a community conversation yes. it it wasn't discussed especially for a company like meta which is a a major international power and a very wealthy company
1: yeah it's actually pretty funny and i think the result is probably going to be that no one's going to use it and it's mm. just going to go away and it's going to not be maintained and uh, hopefully Facebook learns something from it. I don't think that they will. It seems like they're, they constantly create products and then drop them without doing any need finding and I have no expectations for them, but uh, the Wikimedia community of editors is also used to this. There's a lot of people that come up with a great idea about how Wikipedia can improve, but they don't do their homework and try to understand our working practices. And when I, I think about design and um, how to do good design, you have to do need finding and you have to talk to people about their working practices and really get in the weeds. And if you don't do that, you're just going to create a top-down solution. That's It's going to be... A big time suck it may do harm and it's just going to be it's just going to be out of touch and it's somehow this keeps happening even though um, I think there's many people who have been discussing the problem with this kind of design for a long time um, but I think we need to move on we have a couple more topics on the agenda So we did also want to talk about uh, translation. So one thing uh, about Wikipedia is it's very multilingual. It's very international. And we have the English Wikipedia with the, I think, the most number of articles, but many other Wikipedias in other languages with millions of articles. And translation is a constant point of interest for the community. Um, most translation has happened uh, by editors doing the work of actually translating articles. Human,
0: human translators actually human transla- translating, knowing, knowing multiple languages, actually translating yeah. with their brains.
1: Yeah. And that's a wondrous thing on its own. And... I think the more you learn about Wikipedia, the more amazing it is. Um, But, you know, there are a lot of really good translation tools out there. You've probably used Google Translate. You know, it works to some extent. Uh, There are a lot of issues with any automatic translation tool. Um, But you can imagine that people, many people have proposed different kinds of automatic translation to translate articles across different languages in wikipedia some wikipedia when i say wikipedia's i mean there are many wikipedia's with different wikipedia's in different languages so that's what i mean when i say wikipedia's but um anyway people have proposed using automatic tools to translate Wikipedia articles across languages. Lane, do you want to introduce this topic even more?
0: I can say a little more about it. So there's there's automated tools. You pull up a Wikipedia article in any language. You load up this translation service. Now it's a Google, Google, Google engine behind it, Google translation engine. And it does an automatic translation. It doesn't get published immediately. This only happens when an actual human Pushes the button and commits to review the translated content to make sure it's readable. It's mm-hmm. not just about linguistic translation; it's also about cultural interpretation. Does it make sense to move this content across cultures? So that that's what it's that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. I, I've got an, another story to say about this. Not, I don't have a lot of criticism about this. We really do have diversity and equity goals in, in Wikipedia. We want to move content yeah. across languages. So get good. Uh, there's a lot of good content in English. That's just the way it yeah. is. Move that to underserved languages. But there's also a lot of regional and cultural information that has never existed in English. So you start in an underserved language and you migrate that content to uh, another language, Korean or German or or English or Spanish, the, the more developed languages. And that works very well and I appreciate having access to this tool. Mm-hmm. The the odd thing that I'm gonna say in, in terms of AI, there, there's big changes coming, so many big changes coming. And here mm-hmm. here's one of the stories that happened with this. Mm-hmm. Google gave access to this translation service in 2019. Mm-hmm. And the translation service had existed before then. And I, I also mean to say that before 2019, Google did not give Wikipedia access to their translation service. And the thought at the time, Dorothy, earlier in this talk, you mentioned the concept of openness or op- open content.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At the time, before, before Google did this, or e- even while Google was doing this, mm-hmm. the understanding was that if a human operated an artificial intelligence tool and that tool generated content, then it was uncertain who owned the copyright to the generated content. And the reason why Wikipedia couldn't accept automatically translated content through an AI tool like Google's tool was because we weren't certain who would claim the copyright license to this. The assumption was that Google owned all their translations because if a human translates a text, then the human is the copyright holder of their translation. Mm -hmm. And the presumption was that that Google was the same way. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, I don't wanna get into this in this talk, but in 2023, this very year in the United States, because of ChatGPT, because of a lot of things, the United States Copyright Office, which decides at the US government level when a federal copyright's granted to a work, the US Copyright Office said that creative works produced by an artificial intelligence are automatically in the public domain. No one can claim to have a copyright to these things. So when Google gave Wikipedia this permission to use their AI for translation back in 2019, that was a big deal because the Wikipedia community didn't di- didn't didn't have an understanding of what was going to be copyrighted and what what wasn't. But nowadays, uh, all these all these AIs are producing all kinds of content. Much of this mm-hmm. content can come into Wikipedia in so many different ways, and we have legal clarity that mm-hmm. AI content is in the public domain. That's what I got to say about that.
1: Yeah, although there are certainly things that AI produce which clearly contain copyrighted um, source material. Absolutely. I know, and I know artists have been at the forefront of this, um, looking at uh, different AI generated images. You can sometimes Use, see music, things text, like... Music, text, everything. Sig- literally, you could see a signature of an artist in an AI-generated gem- image sometimes. And so these... these whatever com- is spit out of these uh, of AI tools, um, not necessarily... Perfect. And so, yeah, we may, we may be able to say in general, things created by these kinds of AI uh, have certain kinds of licenses on them. But there are going to be edge cases, and there are going to be problems with that. And those problems haven't been solved yet. So it's it's very scary, I think, to use this stuff and to, uh, to especially in the context of adding it to the encyclopedia. Hmm. On the on the subject of images, uh, we haven't talked about images much, but Wikipedia contains millions of images, and hmm. Wikimedia Commons is where those images live. And you can upload AI-generated images to Wikimedia Commons, and people have done this. But it's so new. It's so, so new. It's a
2: yeah. couple
1: months new, really. I mean, you could look back a couple of years and find debate on this, but it's really been in the past couple of months or that this has become a widespread topic for discussion. So we are going to be looking at probably a lot of changes in the policies that we have on Wikimedia in the next couple of years, and anything that we have now is should be considered preliminary. Um, just saying that because I think we're mark we're this conversation is marking a very particular moment in history that may become a lot of out, uncertainty. yeah uncertainty and you know whatever we say may become outdated pretty soon but that's kind of how we're have everyone's rolling right now. Um, we have a couple other areas that we wanted to discuss that relate to previous uh, points of interest. So one of them is. Wiki GPT and um, Wikipedia's Chat GPT plugin. So, the Wikimedia Foundation has a uh, product development teams, and they work to develop a number of different tools. And some of those tools they develop are for Wikimedia editors. So, what I'm talking about is the paid staff of the Wikimedia Foundation you know, well-paid engineers making six-figure salaries, developing...
0: Computer engineers in San Francisco or similar.
1: Yeah, Um, making tools that they think the Wikipedia community could use or that they think Wikipedia readers could use. So what we want to talk about is a recent project by Wikimedia Foundation engineers, paid engineers, to make a ChatGPT plugin uh, related to Wikipedia. Lane, can you introduce that more?
0: We, we've mentioned this service, ChatGPT. So mm-hmm. this is a, a product of OpenAI, a co- uh, commercial product. And the idea is a human asks this tool a question and the tool is it's art- backed by artificial intelligence. It's read everything <laughs> it could read on the internet, these large data sets, it's read all of Wikipedia. And it gives the user an answer. And Dorothy, you were mentioning this idea of a watermark. Uh, There's also this idea of credit or attribution and the idea that since these AIs, they ingest this information from these different sources, then is there a way to give credit when they use information from those sources? Mm -hmm. And that's what ChatGPT is offering. Mm -hmm. They say that if there's somebody with a large data set, like Wikipedia is a very large data set, then organizations or representatives of that data set can write a plugin, and it will m- mean that this this is experimental. They so many things are experimental mm-hmm. that in in different ways the ChatGPT tool will give attribution or be more aware or learn or have improved results in the future to give credit mm-hmm. to sources of information, or it might. You might be able to direct the tool to preferentially look at certain sources of information over others. Mm -hmm. It's an artificial intelligence it tries to give the user what they want. And the Wikimedia Foundation, they've decided to participate in this kind of partnership that ChatGPT offers. They decided to create a plug-in. And this isn't a tremendous amount of labor to do this. This isn't very costly to do it. But Mm -hmm. it's still something that they've gone on record as saying is a good thing to do. The Wikimedia Foundation wanted to be public that they wanted to participate in this this ChatGPT partnership mm-hmm. and it's it's August 2023 20, right now this uh, this month mm-hmm. staff of the Wikimedia Foundation have demoed the mm-hmm. results from this tool and i'm i'm not going to talk about the tool itself uh, okay. it's it's yeah. ChatGPT but the <laughs> the point is it's another commercial partnership mm-hmm. and this is another controversy in the wiki community there's so many social and ethical issues that the mm-hmm. wiki community could, could raise about these things. And it's, it's a challenge for volunteers to navigate. How do I, how do I, how do I be heard? How do I voice my ethical concerns? How, how do I protect myself? How do I keep Wikipedia to be a, a nonprofit ethical project when mm-hmm. there's these corporate actors and I don't know their motivations floating around. And sometimes I think they do bad things
1: yeah right and I'm not just you know I'm not just pointing fingers at any corporate actor and saying this is bad that Wikipedia is working with them like it's way more complicated than that and what you're getting at is like really it's an issue also of how does the Wikimedia Foundation take in community feedback about its tool development process and how is that uh, the larger engineering strategy and product development strategy of the foundation. Um, how is it responsible for what kind of ethics, what kind of ethical platform does it have? And um, personally, I don't think that the Wikimedia Foundation should be putting any money or any time into tool development for corporate technology products or corporate products in general. I've heard other Wikimedia community
0: members say the same thing.
1: Yeah, and I know I was speaking publicly about this in some public channels and other people were backing me up and I was backing them up and... We were talking about kind of the history of the Wikipedia movement, and it's um, its ties to the free and open source software movement. And free and open source software is key to what we do. And so we know that open AI is not actually open. It it's has a history of it's this. A br-
0: it's a brand It's a brand name. They're not open.
1: It's a brand name, and a lot of people have now adopted this idea of open in their brand, which is, to me, so wrong, because we want to protect this term and the specificity of terms so we can use, when we use them, we know what we're talking about. If mm-hmm. everyone starts calling everything open, then it, the... The specificity of what open source software is, is lost, but there is a lot of specificity to it and it, really, it does go back to copyright law and the um, code that uh, OpenAI is developing is not open and I, they may or may not have to change that because of regulation.
0: I, I wish they, that it were a regulated term. Like it, uh like or, organic owned foods or right. environmentally safe or these kind of things. You shouldn't be able to market your products in this way if you're not if if you're not part of that activist movement and yeah. not conforming to to standards.
1: Yeah. Um that would be nice. And um Yeah, I'm less interested in what the tool does and if it's useful to readers. Of ChatGPT, and I'm more interested in just how the Wikimedia Foundation product team is responsive to the community interests. Um, I think the foundation perspective is that we have to remain relevant, and so when something like ChatGPT comes out, the Wikimedia Foundation is uh, existentially is having an existential crisis of Oh no, what if we actually do become replaced by ChatGPT, right? Because Sam Altman of OpenAI has said, we want to be the next Wikipedia, or something of that to that extent, that um, people are, are wondering if ChatGPT is going to replace Wikipedia. Now, I don't think it can. And partially, part of that is because I think Wikipedia does such a good job of protecting truth claims. And our process may be old-fashioned in some ways because it's not automated as much as, at least as much as other uh, platforms. But the humanity of it is is so trusted, and I think a lot of readers uh, want Wikipedia to remain as it is because it's a it's a bastion of truth it's a it's a stronghold it's a fortress for truth when a lot of other products and tools are moving towards ai which is still using predictive models it's it's whatever results that come out of ai are, are are predictions
0: i i hope it is as you say dorothy um a little, little more fearful than what you're, what you're expressing. One of the reasons why I think Wikipedia could be replaced is because every single day, OpenAI and everybody else downloads we all of Wikipedia, mm-hmm. like we could. Everybody gets everything that's put into Wikipedia within 24 hours. So whatever, whatever fact-checked information, whatever Wikipedia has, everybody mm-hmm. takes, and uh, they. There, there are certain things they can't take, mm-hmm. like corporations can't take Wikipedia's community. They can't mm-hmm. take the, the, the human element of those things. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that continues to matter. Mm-hmm. But I am, I am fearful of other things yeah. encroaching in in the space that Wikipedia occupies. Mm-hmm. And if Wikipedia goes away, then I'd be fearful of what comes next. Like what, mm-hmm. what is the world where the community can't speak up? You don't have this community organization, these ethical yeah. checks and the, these people to, to say what's right and wrong and actually have a voice. Yeah. Uh, about fa- fact checking. Okay. Oh yes, Dorothy.
1: Oh yeah. Um, well, real quick, I did want to say, so copyright law is only a couple hundred years old. Hmm. And I think a lot of, so a lot of licenses, are just written by everyday people coming together to write mm-hmm. a license. And I don't know if anyone's heard of Creative Commons, but Creative Commons is an example of an organization that writes licenses. They have a lot of legal experts that create different licenses that are open. So oh, images on Wikipedia use um, the Creative Commons 4.0 share-alike license usually, right? Mm. And anyway, um, I've been thinking a lot about licenses and uh, I don't know. This is just an idea, but I think that someone, readers, listeners, let me know. But someone needs to create some kind of new license that um, restricts certain uses of by LLMs. So I've been really interested recently in ethical source licenses. And there are examples of licenses that are written by people that restrict the uses of um, anything, any, anything that adopts that license by, let's say, the military. Anyway, I think that potentially we could create some sort of new legal regime that protects Wikipedia. And the last thing I'll say on this is um, okay, there was there was a recent New York Times uh, podcast. I think it was, I want to say it was the Daily. Uh, I wish I had the citation. I'll put it in the citations. But it was basically espousing the idea that's often repeated that uh, regulation is always behind te- technological development. And there are plenty of people who have criticize this claim because we can choose to accept to accept or believe, I guess, to believe that regulation is always going to be behind technology. But I think that, that's, that technology companies rely on that perception so they can get away with things because they think, oh, we're not going to be regulated for a few years. But we can act- actively develop and write law. We can write um, we can write licenses and we can participate in law making and in governance discussions. So it's, so, so technology companies just can't keep getting away with exploiting uh, the massive unpaid labor forces that really produce the content that makes the internet run.
0: Very, very bold claims, Dorothy. I, I hope that you're <laughs> correct. I hope the I hope the people can really organize. Scra- scrappy group of Wikipedians can organize and, yeah. and and legitimately challenge tech companies. I I hope the world is. I I feel very hopeful that this is possible too. But it is a bold claim.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we have one more topic before our wrap up here.
0: This this one I'm not going to go into a lot of controversy. This is a more feel good <laughs> feel good topic. Yeah. It's something called the, the ORS product. It's an artificial intelligence made by the Wikimedia Foundation. We've been a bit critical. Here's something nice that's got, <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty pretty well-liked uh, yeah. by the wiki community. If you want to read the criticism, you go search it out for yourself. So what ORS does, it's this robot that goes around all the Wikipedia articles, and it looks for vandalism or problematic content, or and it helps with fact-checking. So a robot that, uh, if, if you're wondering... Wikipedia has got uh, six, almost 7 million articles in English Wikipedia. And then there's all these articles in all these other language versions. How can humans possibly watch all of this? Historically, humans have watched all of this, but it's been a lot of labor. And now we have this bot, ORS, O-R-E-S, like an ore that you mine out of the mountain. Uh, the Objective Revision Evaluation Service. It's, it's an acronym, but people call it ORS. And it, it works very well. It's been operating in Wikipedia for, for some years. And I would say, I I think just about all all very active Wikipedia editors are familiar with their service. They've 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 seen it work. It's it's found millions of cases of of vandalism or low quality content, and told a human to come over and and check it. Mm-hmm. Dorothy, what's what's your opinion of ours? How have you ever interacted with it?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not super familiar with the ORS community it is a very specific community and hmm. i i think a lot of wikipedians got really focused on helping different aspects of the project so i can't speak on it too much to be honest but all right that's yeah. that's fine but i think it's good to it's good to note like because it just shows you know one more area within Wikipedia and the Wikimedia movement, where AI is entering the discussion. And I think kind of an umbrella over everything we've talked about is it's not just, you know, AI is threatening Wikipedia or something like that. The wikipedia that AI needs is, ai too We wikipedia needs ai or at least it ai might be useful to certain agendas certain things that wikipedia editors do and i don't reject it point blank and i think hmm. it wouldn't be wise to do that we do need to remain critical of Corporate interests in Wikipedia. If we want to protect um, the verifiability of Wikipedia and to protect everything that people love about it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, it it also may help us. And so I think what we really need to do is balance those things and um, remain open, both open to criticism. And also open to being surprised by potential uses for AI that we may not anticipate. So it's like, yeah. Um, I think this goes for anyone that's like trying to understand how AI might work in their projects and their communities. You can remain critical of something even while having an open mind about it.
0: I, I think those are... Great, great thoughts. I agree, agree with the sentiment. It's okay to to criticize. No one should be so mm-hmm. fearful if the wiki community has a bit of criticism or <laughs> as for transparency or okay. is asking questions. Yeah. And if there's if there's ethical concerns, that's not a reason to necessarily shut down a project. That's a reason to talk with the community, address those concerns, incorporate improvements. We mm-hmm. we need to keep humans in the loops here.
1: Yeah, and I I guess some concluding thoughts I have on this. Um, are that criticism can be a sign of care and I think we see that in families you know and in a lot of different systems and I definitely a vocal critic of a lot of things that happen in the Wikipedia community but it is because I care and that's why I keep coming back to Wikipedia and In general, the last thing that I'll say is um, I think that any company like Meta or Google or OpenAI needs to give money to the Wikimedia editor community because they're taking so much. And Hmm. it's like, it's so clear that they're making millions or billions of dollars off of so much unpaid labor from so many different kinds of websites and sources, including Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. But when they give money, they should be really giving it to the editor community and the people that, or at least the projects that maintain the encyclopedia. And um, that's just a commitment that seems so obvious, but somehow hasn't really... um, materialized yet.
0: More conversation on this in the future. Dorothy, it's so much fun talking with you. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much, and thank you, UVA.